Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis, in chapter 1. Genesis, the book of Genesis, is not placed in our Bibles as the first book by accident. That is, it's not placed there by man's doings because. Well, Genesis means book of beginnings. Exactly. It's placed there because this is God's record. This is God's book. And he inspired Moses as he breathed in the most the words of this book. And the first four words that we read as we open our Bibles to the first chapter is in the beginning, God. That is the basis. That sets the stage. It is the basis. It is the foundation for everything that we are going to read and study in this great one book comprised of 66 books written by different men but one author God in the beginning God and this is God's record this is God's testimony God is true God is truth he does not speak a lie he cannot tell a lie. It goes against who he is. It goes against his holiness. It goes against his righteousness. In the beginning, God. So this is God's record of creation and everything else wants us to know and to understand as his people that he wants man to know it's here all men 
the most widely publicized book of all times in the world is the Bible. And Satan, for the last hundred years, is doing everything that he can to destroy the authenticity, the accuracy of this book. That God has led men, breathed on men, inspired men to write so that we might know God's record, God's statement. Last week we began looking at the creation of the universe in our article of faith. We believe that the Genesis account of creation is to be accepted literally and not figuratively or allegorically. That God created man in his own image and not by or through the process of evolution from the lower species. That all animals and vegetable life was likewise directly created and placed under God's inviolable law that they should bring forth only 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 after their kind that is what we believe God's record teaches us concerning creation. Last week we looked at the fact that it is literal or not figurative. It can be figurative. It's literal. The whole Word of God, the, the basis for for study, the the underlying principle when we sit down to study the Word of God is that it is to be taken literally unless there's the context, and the context will let us know differently, or the context will let us know when it's a figurative. And we don't see that in the creation account or any passages of Scripture dealing with the creation account. It is to be literal. We believe that God created man in his own image. And not by or through the process of evolution from the lower species. He, we, didn't, we didn't come from some animal swinging by tail in the trees. God created man in his image, an intelligent being, a principle that is not said concerning any of the rest of his creation. It's not said concerning the fishes of the sea. It's not 
concerning the fowls of the air. It's not said concerning of everything that creepeth upon the earth and, and all four-footed beasts. It's not said of them. But it is said of man. And it goes to the soul of man and the spirit of man. And us being eternal. We have an eternal soul. Either going to spend spend eternity with God, or it's going to spend eternity separated from God in the lake of fire. And I don't know why man who spends their lifetime not wanting anything to do with God, but when they when they come to the point of death and they die, their family have them going back home to the to be with the Lord. Well, they didn't want anything to with God down here they're not going to want to be in the presence of God here either and there's a place prepared for them we're going to look more concerning that thought of kind this afternoon. Last week we also said that this is said of, of all animals and all visible life. They were directly created, created by God, and they were created to be what they were and are, and they never have crossed over. Not only that, to settle the age-old dispute, debate, rather, they were created in maturity. And they were, <laughs> that is, they were bearing fruit. They, the seed was being born right then. They were mature. Just as Adam and Eve were created in maturity and ready to, to bear children. They've been created in infancy or in childhood before the age of puberty. They had not been ready to follow the commands of God and to, to, to replenish the earth. Which means to fill it up. And that's a command that he gave everything he created. To the grass, the herbs, the fruit-bearing trees, to the fishes of the sea, to the fowls of the air, to the creeping thing upon the earth, four-footed beasts, and to man. He gave that command. The part that we have left remaining to look at today deals with, with that very thing, the very thing that, that evolution attacks and tries to destroy by saying it, it just evolved. 
there are spaces of time between Genesis 1, 1 and Genesis 1, 2. And, and there were spaces of time between one day. One day is not a literal 24-hour day. It could be a thousand years. It could be a million years uh, each day. And, and so a great, vast majority of time in between each day. That's hogwash. not according to Scripture. It's not according to what we looked at last week in, in the book of Exodus in, in chapter 20. For in six days, God created the heavens and the earth and rested on the seventh. And every who knows that to be a literal seven 24-hour period of days. We believe also that God placed this creation under His inviolable law. In other words, He set the law. He set the bounds. It's an inviolable. They can't break it. They can't cross over it. And that they should bring forth only only after their kind, after their species. There's no crossover of the species as the evolutionists would like you to think. It's impossible. God has set a law that can't be. Can't happen. As much as man trying to destroy it. Contrary to what the world is telling you today, two men cannot bear a child. Two women cannot bear a child. God didn't make it that way. When they're violating God's law, trying to violate it. But it's not going to happen. God's not going to allow it to happen. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, and look with me at verse 11. Pay attention. Pay attention to these scriptures. As I said when we started this, these things are not being taught in the schools today. Evolution is being taught in the schools today. Evolution is being taught as a fact in the schools. And it's funny. It's not funny. It's strange that for 5,800 years it stood. Creation stood. A fact. God 
God's record stood. Through their rebellion in 1800, began to work on the theory and false teaching of evolution. Satan put it in the heart of man to destroy God's record. Because Satan is against God. Those who know not God, they are against God. They want to destroy the record. Why are they against God? Because they don't, they don't like to retain God in their thoughts. Because if they do, then that means there is a higher power, that there is God whom they are answerable to. Because they're sinners, they don't want to be accountable to a sovereign, holy, righteous, and just God. Because it condemns them in their sin. Pay attention to God's record. In the beginning, God. Verse 11, And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. You see, all these things were created, the grass bringing forth grass, and the herb yielding seed bringing forth seed, and the fruit yielding tree, they were already yielding fruit, they were already yielding seed to replenish them after his kind. That is, the grass could not say, I don't want to be grass anymore. I want to be a tree. And so they became a tree. No! Grass was to bring forth grass. After its kind, the earth was to bring forth herbs after its kind. And the fruit tree after its kind. And an orange tree can't become an apple tree. You can't graft it. You can't even graft it and make it bear. Taken orange tree and graft it to another orange tree. You can take a sweet orange and graft it to a, a sour orange and it'll bear sweet orange. That's what they do here in Florida all the time. Your stock. But it's after kind. You see? And the earth brought forth, God commanded, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit seed was in itself, it was already there, ready to be dropped, after his kind, and God 
God saw that it was good. In other words, it obeyed God's command and did just as God purposed it to do and commanded it to do. And it's continued. Because he is the upholder and the sustainer of it. Genesis 21, 121, verse 21. Try not to confuse you too much. <clears throat> verse 21 of 21. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the water brought forth abundant. Everything waters that you find in the waters. God created it after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. No crossover of the species of birds. <laughs> and every Wing fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. <laughs> it it was just as God commanded it, just as God purposed it, just as God created it to be. And God blessed them, saying, "Fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the." And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, that is, creeping things, and cattle, and creeping things, and beast of the earth after his kind. Notice, they're all after their kind. There was no crossover of the insects into the cattle. And, and you understand that most of the time in, in most of the time in scriptures, we think of cattle as, as beef. This was all four kinds of four footed beast. Sheep were called cattle. Goats were called cattle. Cows, not only cows are cattle, but all these others as well are cattle. Many varieties of the distinction is they all brought forth after their kind. And it was so. Verse 24. Just just as God commanded it, it was so. Where is the evolutionist? They don't, don't believe God's record. God does not lie. God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. <laughs> Did you notice that? 
How many times they say after his kind, after his kind, after his kind in these verses that we've read this afternoon. Everything that, that he created was to be after their kind. No crossover of the species as man would like us to think. Turn with me to the sixth chapter of Genesis. Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6, and look with me at verse 20. You ought to know your Bible well enough to know Genesis chapter 6. God given instructions to Noah. He built an ark, and what is to go into that ark? Look what's to go in it. He said, of fowls, as birds, after their kind. And of cattle after their kind. Of every thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. In other words, two of every sort. They were to be male and female. Of their kind. You couldn't bring a male of this kind and a female of this kind and expect that they're going to survive after the flood abates. It wouldn't happen. Because God said an inviolable law, they cannot cross over. Chapter 7. I'm going to have to fix this quick. Chapter 7. Now it begins to rain. It's getting ready to rain. God commands Noah again. Chapter 7 and 14. They and every beast after his kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark. Noah's not out there rounding them all up and, and dragging them all in there. Noah, Noah went into the ark, and God had him come into the ark unto Noah, and he had him come in by and two of every sort. 
two of every kind, male and female, to preserve life on the earth after the flood. And so after the flood, chapter 8 and verse 19, what came forth from the ark? Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. Just as they went into the ark, two of every sort after their kind, they came forth from the ark after their kind. No crossover. Turn with me. Missed the scripture early on. We'll go back and pick it up. James 3, verse 12. James chapter 3 and verse 12. well-known principle. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine, figs? Can a grapevine bear figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Either it's fresh water or salt water. And I know here we have the Indian rivers called branch. But it's salt water. That is, the ocean is spilling into it. And the runoff that drains into the river would be said to be fresh water. But it hits that salt water, and it becomes salt water. It's tainted. It may not be as strong as the salt in the ocean, but it's still salt water. And I don't know how. It's only a wonder of God. But the Gulf is said to be seven times saltier than the, the ocean. And I know because we lived on that side of the state and I don't know how many Different ones we heard testify to the fact that it's seven times saltier than the ocean. And that's a good point to, to bring this out here now. There are wonders of God's creation that you and I will never understand. 
the smartest scientist, the smartest creation scientist, will never understand. They're just wonders of, of God's mighty power, His omniscience. You see, turn with me to the book of Colossians now. Colossians chapter 1. So there's no crossover of the species. It hasn't happened. It cannot happen. God is its their creator. God has set the laws of nature. They can't cross over. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him, by the Lord Jesus Christ, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. In other words, the visible things which we see and even the things which we can't see. The laws of nature that are out there. The forces that are at work that are out there that we can't see. You can't even, you can't even see them with a microscope. But they're there. Visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things. He was before. He's eternal. He is their Creator. This is His record of creation. And by Him, by that Creator, that supreme, that sovereign, supreme, omniscient, omnipotent Creator, all things consist. All things are held together and all things continue as they did from the beginning when He commanded it, when He created it and set those laws in nature. And they cannot cross over and they still today, 6,000 years later, cannot cross over. It's God. God is holding it that way. He's keeping it that way. And it's not retains. Turn with me. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter eight. In verse six. But to us, 1 Corinthians 8, 6, But to us, there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. That verse states that He is the Creator and sustainer he holds all things as they were from the beginning no change no crossover 
in the species. Another verse in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 15 that really nails it on the head. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 38 and 39. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him. He gave grass that DNA as it pleased him. He gave the herbs the DNA that it pleased him. He made, he made the fruit as it pleased him. He made the fishes of the sea, the fowls of the air, the creeping things upon the earth. The four-footed beast as it pleased him. And he made man as it pleased him. His own image. And to every seed. His own body. <laughs> that sets it right there. Every seed has its own body. It's not gonna it's not gonna be the seed of a grass and become the seed of a tree. It is what it is. And the seed of a fruit bearing tree is not gonna be the seed of a grass. Look at verse thirty nine. All flesh is not the seed. Flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men. God's inviolable law. There's one kind of flesh of men. And other flesh a beast. That tells us right there. The beast in time didn't become a man. A different flesh. And other of fishes. And another of birds. That is, that is, the fishes didn't become in time and over millions of years become a, a beast or a bird, however their evolution is progression is, to a bird, to a beast, to a man. These verses are stating God's inviolable law after their kind. Men bring forth men. Beasts bring forth beasts. And after time, 
A cow can't go on here and say, I'm going to marry a horse and bear offspring. That just ain't going to happen. They're, they're smarter. They're smarter than we are, aren't they? They're smarter than man. They know, they know that can't happen. They're not a rational creature. They're not, not an intelligent being. Intelligent beings have rebelled against God. Birds bring forth birds, fishes bring forth fishes, beasts bring forth beasts, and men bring forth men. Simply what these verses state to us. Turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes in closing. Ecclesiastes. Chapter 3. And verse 14. Ecclesiastes 3, 14. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before Him. the creator God doeth it and what God has done man cannot put us under cannot take from it cannot add to it but what God does forever contrary to what many humans are telling them today Fishes of the sea, when they die, it's the end of life. They go back to the earth. And once again, fowls of the air, birds, when they die, they go back to the earth. And once they came, beasts. The things that creep upon the earth. Your pussycat. Your beloved dog. Your wonderful horse. And they die. They don't go to the doggy heaven. They don't go to the cat heaven. Or the horse heaven. They go back to the ground. It's the end of their life. But man, God made him different. When he dies, that is the physical death. His soul is either gone to be with the Lord for eternity, or his soul is gone except for eternity and an everlasting fire. It shall never end.
The flame will now be quenched. And the word man, sinful man, will not die. God has made it so that way. Man is the only created being of God that was created with an eternal soul. All the rest of his creation, when they die, that's the end. No more. Your cow doesn't come back to be a human being. Or when you die, you don't come back as a cow. That's not God's purpose. Your soul either goes to spend eternity with Him, or your soul goes to spend eternity in hellfire. And so, that is what's contained in our article of faith on God's creation.